Welcome to the Mill Spouse Coffee House Podcast. Your podcast baristas Leslie and Brittany have a latte on their minds. My kid gets in the dishwasher, that's the first thing she grabs is the knife. To like use all the help. All the help. Am I the only one that's weirded out by that situation? <laughs> I'm not gonna ask. You don't have to get dressed. You can do online hungover, y'all. That's true. Yeah. That's funny. Here are your hosts, Leslie and Brittany. We were just talking about how we can't go into Target because it steals all our money. Well, you know what? We have saved so much money because we're overseas and there is no Target. Right. That is it's Amazing. a secret weapon. Like, just move overseas. Be removed yeah. from all fun stores. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Target yep. is definitely. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been in one for so long, and we drove cross country from San Diego to Tennessee just recently, and we stopped in Target so we could get my daughter some more DVDs for the car because she was driving me crazy, and I'm like, we need more five dollar DVDs. Yeah. So we went back there, and I was like. I know why I haven't been in Target in like six months because <laughs> I want everything. <laughs> I know the same thing happened to us like in our, this is our, I guess, third overseas tour. And when I came back to America in between, I was like, oh, I've learned how to curb those habits. I haven't had the desire. It's fine. And then they, I was in Hawaii at the time and they you had to drive like 40 minutes to get to the closest target. So I was yeah. like, nah, nah. and then they built one mm. five, like five minutes from my house. And I had a child and it had air conditioning. Yes. And cause it, the bills. It, there's no AC in Hawaii. <laughs> I was like, thank God. Target. Uh, it was like that when we lived in Washington, the closest, like we only had Walmart and Kmart nearby and the next and that's all we had and then uh, target was like a 45 minute drive so we never went yeah it's not close to me but and amazon didn't deliver it back then so oh yeah amazon is a price discussion for me Mm -hmm. goodness yeah so um lindsay welcome hi thank you hi all right (laughs) (laughs) this light makes me like really yellow i was trying to test it out this is a terrible angle for the. I have a rented pineapple lamp behind me. Let's just admire it. You rented this. it? Well, oh. it comes with the house. The house is okay. furnished. No choice in this lamp, but I feel like he's very on trend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? It's a trendy yeah, it's lamp. like boho and like. Absolutely. Cool. I mean, even my mustard couch that we can't really fit on all of them. They're all like short couches. So you kind of like, if you're wanting to curl up and watch a movie, you're like, no, I'll just slide off onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I never like appreciated American like big booty couch until we moved mm-hmm. here. Now I know I need one. Right. So. Right. Big booty couch. Mm-hmm. You know, but like one that you can really like sink back in and your knees, your legs are not just at the edge of the couch already having like proper posture. That's right. what I Where your toes this don't touch proper, the floor. Right. No, my toes are on the floor right now. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So All right, fun. everybody. Welcome okay. to you. Are you ready? We're focused. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a nerd. Uh, welcome to another episode of Mills Fast Coffee House. Leslie and I are here today hey. with Lindsay. Lindsay, you want to just give us a quick introduction? Give us a quick overview of who you are, and you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. Just introduce yourself. 
Oh, I'm so fancy. Okay, so I am Lindsay. My last name is Swoboda, and say that three times fast. My maiden name was far easier, um, but I write um, for a blog called upliftinganchor.com. That's kind of my little brainchild gem that encourages mothers and military spouses, but with that being said, I am both of those things. I am a mother to a three-year-old girl. I have been married to my Marine for nine years now, whoosh. Um, but I've known him since the very beginning. We met when we were 17, Schmer. Like I Another took Another 17, <laughs> Leslie and her man are like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. And, I was 12. and 12. we've also been together for nine years. So. Oh well, my gosh. Yeah, yeah we think. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Lindsay. Go. go. No, okay. I feel like that's my spiel. I mean, I was trying to think of like numbers wise. We've had five deployments. We've had five PCSs, and I've almost lived away from the continental U.S. for ten years. That's amazing because we are mm -hmm. hitting year eleven in our marriage, and we also have a three-year-old daughter, or she's almost okay. three. Um, and we have never lived overseas ever. We've been wow. Which is, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that because I work full-time remotely and my job wouldn't probably transfer over there because the time time difference would be really obnoxious. It is really hard to talk to anyone. This country is not so bad. I don't know. It depends on where you're at because we were stationed in South Korea in yeah. Seoul for two years. And that one, it was like a 12-hour difference from the East Coast. So you knew you were only going to talk to people like in the morning or mm -hmm. at night the right, end yeah. of story but that was kind of a good time to be there because we didn't have a child yet so right. we were trying to get a kid on the phone to talk during an hour they were awake so that was cool and then right now i'm like five hours ahead four hours That's of east not coast too bad. it's i would say i bug my parents in the afternoon you know when i'm like i need reinforcements to talk to my child on the phone and they do right. and like read her books and it's great so as long as awesome. i can make it to like one one p.m i've passed the hurdle of the day awesome <laughs> leslie yeah. have you guys ever lived overseas are you guys nah. yeah and you're marine corps too just like Lindsay. yeah okay yeah nope just west coast um the middle and then the east coast we lived in iowa <laughs> so, like all over <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. The West Coast, mm -hmm. Middle, and the East Coast. Hit right. all of the Midwest. <laughs> That's what I was looking for, y'all, but I, it wasn't coming to me. So I just. Well, said, I'm from Ohio originally, so Midwest, okay. you know, it's where it's at. Okay. Corn, yeah. corn yeah. fields. Mm -hmm. My yeah, husband's an Ohio person. He's from Ohio. There you go. Good people uh, from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us, because I actually have never been out of the country except for like the Bahamas which that doesn't wow. really count or Canada which that doesn't really count either because it's attached so what what can you tell us about living where you're living you know outside of the U.S. and how do you take advantage of all of the good things over there and um, how do you how do you travel well like that's our topic today is choosing adventure how to travel well when you're stationed overseas and I can't talk on this topic at all because I don't know I can tell you how to travel here and I think Leslie, you, you can you can talk about that too. But we have no clue when it comes to kids. Yeah, don't take your kids. That's the number one tip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I only have one, so she does come everywhere. She's only yeah. not been to, on one trip with us. So, um, I mean, and everybody's different. So I can't speak to every spouse that's overseas. But like, I'll give you our rundown. And we were in California first together. 
And then we moved to South Korea and we spent a lot of time traveling in South Korea because we were kid free, right? So you could, it you is easier. Let's be real. Like yeah. taking your kids is a wonderful, beautiful adventure. And I really appreciate, yes. appreciate seeing the world through her eyes now. But I do appreciate the fact that I got to travel a lot before her because mm -hmm. it's a different trip. It's more of a vacation. <laughs> it's not yeah. so, you know, you're working to see those sites when your child is along. Right. You are working to see the sites. So um, we traveled a lot from South Korea. We took um, a trip to Thailand together. We went to Cambodia. And then, you know, one of my the best things I did over there is he couldn't come everywhere with me because he couldn't take the time off work. Right. So I grabbed some spouse friends and then went to China with some girlfriends and I went to Singapore um, without my spouse because he couldn't go. And, you know, you're at the point where you have to have that discussion with your own spouse and see if they're comfortable or not with it. But he was like, you go. Cause my main thing when I heard we got Korea was I was like, Oh, I want to go climb the great wall of China. Like, yeah, it's like my bucket, like it's on my bucket list. And he was like, oh, I can't go there. And I'm like, okay, well, can I, and he was like, yeah, see ya. So, you know, that is really helped us. Um, I think absorb the time we were over there and then our travels, from, we traveled all over Korea because I feel like you just have to get really good at using Pinterest and honestly just Googling because there's so many bloggers out there that have almost sometimes better selections and options for you to look at your travels from than like travel websites and such. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's awesome. I yeah. just feel like I never really thought about of, that. Yeah, you like Pinterest, man. Go in and like type in like 10 best things to do in Vienna or 10 best things to do in Vienna with kids. And you're going to get all these bloggers that pop up that have been there and lived it and can give you more of an idea of what you should be doing and how you should be staying while you're there. Because we're not real. I mean, we're not real touristy people. Like I, I'm a touristy person. Are I you? Like, and that's yes. great. But yes. I want to stay in like the neighborhood. I would say no. may, I am a tourist, but I don't want to stay in a hotel. I want to be in like an Airbnb. Like I want to be like in an apartment that a local would stay in. I, yeah, for me, you know? I kind of like, I like the Airbnb thing too. Cause I like to have a backyard and kind of the air or whatever. Like, I don't really care about the, like immersing myself into the, that sounds really bad. Like I do. No, Everybody travels differently. But no. like. I'm the kind of person that when I travel, I want to go find a good drink, good food, and I want to go to the museums. I don't, I'm not an outdoor girl. <laughs> I don't hike. <laughs> I don't do like any of that stuff. I want to go like see the sights, but I want to like, I don't know. I, I, you're right. Everybody does travel very differently. But what I thought was really interesting is when you were saying before and you were like, I want to go to China and I want to go do this. What other, what other like, lifestyle really where can you be like I really just want to go to China this weekend or I want to plan a trip to Korea or we're going to go live here like how cool is that that we have the opportunity to be near all of these amazing places it is yeah. and that's why I think you have to take full advantage of it and another great thing is if you're near a base like in Korea we had we were on USAG Yongsan they have MWR tours they have things that you can go in and check out like the Dragon Hill Lodge is there is their main hotel there that is a military hotel so if you walked into the lobby and said I'm maybe not a tourist that wants to go out and do it on my own with like a backpack but what what group are you taking mm -hmm. and when and where are you going? And we utilized a ton of those because then you were just getting on the bus outside the hotel 
zip off for the day, doing what you're doing, not having to maybe figure out the foreign language difficulty or the train system or whatever on your own. You just got on bunch of other military families on there and went and rocked it out. So I'd say that is a great um, tool to use if you're on and in a location that has something like that and has that support. Um, and that helped us develop our confidence on how to travel. Like our Cambodia trip, we booked all the way through um, a travel agent and they set us up with a driver and cause we just, we didn't know enough about the place really yeah. to get ourselves around. So I think it just depends on your level of comfort as a traveler. And I think you figure it out as you go along, like what you like to do and what you prefer doing. Right. Right. So yeah, I, um, I would have no clue. I think I probably would start with a travel agent too. Cause I'd be like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, even when I travel in the U S I think I'm kind of like that. Like sometimes I'm the one, I'm the nerd that goes to the visitor center and I'll get all of the brochures. Right. And I will look at all of that stuff and decide what I want to do. And most of it involves like ghost story tours and pub Ooh, crawls. Yeah. <laughs> Cause those to me are what I love are ghost story tours and pub crawls. So that's like the first thing that I look for when I go to a new city, but I doubt that if I'm in a place like China, I probably would be going to the Great Wall of China. I would probably. There's probably some serious ghosts in China, though. Yeah, there probably are some serious Real ghosts old ones. in China. We're killing but, off the walls, you know. They're they're everywhere. Yeah, and uh, Lindsay, you'll notice that like our conversations tend to just like go off the, the rails. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we're talking about ghosts. <laughs> no. But I did, because I'm a huge reader, and I like book candy. I like junk. To, like, everybody's like, oh, I like to read, you know, all these inspirational books. I like to read junk, stuff that's, like, going to entertain me at the end of the day that I don't have to think about, right? So I read mm -hmm. one of these books that I read was about ghosts in China and how they view the afterlife and in Chinese culture, and they're really all of – because you, if you don't – leave out food and you don't leave out things for your friends on uh, your family on the family um I can't even think of what it's called in Chinese tradition and family tradition you they have all these big altars where the, for their ancestors and they they give them food and whatnot and they're mm -hmm. hung, hungry ghosts is what they're called it's like they're forgotten and they wander around China supposedly in that. so so I've read a book about that and I'm sure that there's some sort of you just said ghosts all over China. So it made me think of that. I'm like, they're, they're there. everywhere. I know they are. <laughs> I don't like thinking about ghosts. It's one of those things that like really scares me. I used to be a person that could watch scary movies all the time. And that chapter of my life is ended. It's gone. I'm too scared. Mill Spouse Coffee House is excited to partner with the incredibly funny Maggie, Sarah, and Jackie over at How to Mill Spouse. Let's have a listen of what they have to say about today's topic. Ah yeah, welcome to another How to Mill Spouse Hot Take. I'm Sarah Hirschberger Valencia, and all here joining me is Maggie Machato. Hello. And Jackie Seely. Hi. Today's episode is moving overseas and all the adventures that come with it. Relocating across mm. the globe is way different than moving to a new state. Just a little bit. Just By a, a little few bit thousand different. million miles. <laughs> there are there are now vast bodies of water between you and your family and friends. Mm. There's a language barrier, there's mm. different foods, there's new smells. The whole vibe is unfamiliar. So try not to freak out, you guys. 
But what's <laughs> but what's cool? What's so cool is that you are able to submerge yourself in a completely different culture for a few years. Yeah. This is something a few of us will ever have the opportunity to do. So enjoy it while you can. So we know how to be the cliche tourist, but here mm-hmm. are five ways on how to be the ultimate low key Millie tourist in your new home. Yes, love it. So number one, don't be afraid to blend in with the locals. Try new clothes, try new styles, shop local. On a trip to Rome with my mom and grandma, and I I wandered like a leather, because that's like their whole thing oh, in Italy is like handmade leather. Bad bitch. Strutting, I was like 12. I was like strutting around this store. <laughs> I just came in, my mom and was like, fuck no, it's like a million dollars. We walked out. But if you have some money and some man fits a baby blue leather jacket upon you during your overseas trip, please buy that. Whoa. You're going to feel so good about yourself. Aww. Oh, so good. That's such a good story, yeah. Max. That's, that is fun. great. <laughs> Number two, try all the new foods. Even the fried grasshoppers or maybe I some would totally try that. Dam, right? Yes. Like, just do it up and ask the servers in the restaurants what they recommend. They work there. They know the best foods. And, like, they'll they'll give you what you want, which is awesome. But, like, don't be afraid. Be bold. Get into it. Get messy. Nice. Try that new food. Number three, aprender un idioma. Ooh. Learn a, learn, learn a new language, guys. You're going to yes. be out there for a minute. It's okay if you don't pronounce every word perfectly. Just try your best and ask for help. Totally. It's okay if you say something embarrassing. You're, you're, right. already, you're already American. You're already going to be embarrassing. Like they expected <laughs> of us. Yes, dude. Uh, number four, don't be afraid to check out the big tourist spots. It's okay to go to the big ones. It doesn't have to be like a lame thing. Like right. find a fellow male spouse and go explore. You know, maybe hold off on dressing up in all red, white, and blue with the big sun visor that your grandma got you and a camera Ooh. hanging off your neck. But oh you can still enjoy the famous tourist attractions at least once while you're out there. Hell yeah. Number five, hang out with the cool kids. Okay. The people that are born and raised in your new country know the best. They have the tea, the inside (laughs) scoop. They know what's up. They know what the best restaurants are, Mm. the best bars, where the best fucking coffee is, whatever. (laughs) Like where to shop, the list can go on and on. But they have the tea. So just... Hang out with the cool kids. Find, just find a random local on the street and ask them where the fucking coffee is. Yeah. <laughs> ¿Dónde está el baño? <laughs> Planning on going there in the near future, please channel your inner door of the Explorer. Get out there. You might look like a dumb American, but guess what? We're all dumb Americans. Don't be mm. afraid to try new things. Eat that weird shit. Carpe <laughs> yes. uh, And that's all we have to say. Now back to the coffee house babes for the rest of this episode. Au revoir. Adios. Bye. Thanks so much, How to Mill Spouse ladies. Y'all are so funny. And now, back to Mill Spouse Coffee House. Yeah, I don't, I think you'll just, you, you figure out your style. And I also think it's important, you've got to think about finances, right? So you want to do all these things um, when you're overseas. But you have to be realistic, I think. I mean, you could go in debt doing it, but I don't feel that's a wise choice. Um, so for us, we looked at everything we wanted to do. And yes, it is more justifiable, I feel, because you're you're only there for so many years, right? right. Korea for us is a two-year tour, and then it's over. And the price to go to Thailand from the States was the same price as our entire trip, you know, to go from Korea, like the airline ticket to fly to Thailand from the United States was the same price as like our entire like 
12-day excursion through Chiang Mai and Phuket and riding elephants and like swinging wow. the trees with gibbons and because you were so close. So you have to just kind of look at your time, look at your finances. We always write down everything we want to do and we budget for travel every month. Um, oh, that's great it's just, it yeah, awesome. it's just part of our stipend. I mean, it's gone up since we have added a third family member because now we have to pay for her plane ticket too. Bumps. But, uh, <laughs> ew. but they just get too big, don't they? I mean, at 20 yeah. months, I didn't even, I bought her a plane ticket when I flew back to Hawaii. Like, I was like, I know I could get you on for free, but you can't sit on me for like 18 Oh, months. heck no. There is no way. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. And she was so happy with Daniel Tiger in the seat next to me. You know, right? she was just yeah. made it. So yeah. my, um, my in-laws, my brother-in-law and his wife used to travel all the time and they would, they would travel with their son in their lap until he hit two. And I was like, y'all are effing nuts. There's mm -mm. no way I would do this. <laughs> but I, but then again, like I'm not, I, 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 my that the, it's caught it's a, the cost of the ticket for me is like worth it you know like they, they right. it wasn't for them and that's some people they don't want to pay that ticket but right I, yeah yeah i get it it my sanity is worth it though right exactly pay for your sanity <laughs> right. oh gosh the longest plane trip we ever took was our move our most recent move we moved from hawaii to africa and it took us three days to get here that is not even with a three-year-old and that's she not she was two at the time and that's not with any hotels that is we were in the airport the whole time okay so days. how'd it go we made it how much wine did you need at the end i feel like <laughs> i didn't even know what day it was when we arrived <laughs> oh. and she was how just she like hanging she's a great traveler i mean granted so my husband deployed to okinawa when she was three months old. So I took her over there because he was like not on the Mew or anything yet. So I took her over there when she was six months old. So that was our, like my first time traveling as a mom with a six month old for like 36 hours to get to Japan. Cause I had like these crazy layovers in take Tokyo. And she was, I feel like because she's used to it, like we've done it. Mm -hmm. I think she did I don't know, like 15 flights in her first year because my husband wow. was deployed. So I like took her to, to like Japan and I took her to Canada with me. And then I just like trapped her on and took her to see my whole family in the continental U S because Hawaii is a wonderful beauty station, but it is very isolated. So, mm -hmm. and I wasn't working cause I just had her. So she just went everywhere with me. So during the three day trip, she had been flying so much already. She was like, great here we go again, you know, let's do <laughs> That's it. That's so awesome though. But so awesome. The problem is she won't sleep. So she doesn't get whiny really or cry, but she just, you'll start to tell like it, what's happening. Like you're so tired. Yeah. Just close your eyes and she wouldn't do it. So when we got to, we flew, we had to get to the airport early because we had to drop off our rental in Honolulu, you know, and our massive like 10 billion bags because we were going to be mm -hmm. without our household goods for like, five, I think it took them five months to get here. <gasps> oh, well, dude, like Africa, it's a long way from I Hawaii. Know. I know. So, a lot of sailing on that boat. Yeah. Um, we got really creative. I was a pioneer in the backyard with like sticks and leaves. So I was like, let's play with this bush over here. Um, <laughs> but 
we get we get to New York, which is where our connection was. We had a 10 hour layover in New York. So thank goodness they had a USO. So I like took the first shift and fell asleep for like three hours. And my husband like wheeled her around the baggage cart area for like all three hours. And she still wasn't asleep when I came out. He was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you go sleep. And I started wheeling her around. Like just kept, and she finally passed out. So I walked for like another two hours out there. And finally she fell asleep and I like carried her into the USO and there was a unit in there. And thankfully they were so sweet. They like cleared all their bags out and kind of created like a little nest for her. And I put her in there and I fell asleep. So we did get some rest there. And the flight to Paris, they didn't get some bags were missing. Mm. So they sat us on the tarmac for like three hours. So we sat on the tarmac for three hours and then took the seven hour flight to Paris. And then of course we'd missed our plane. So we spent another 10 hours in Paris, caught the flight down to Morocco and then arrived at like 10 o'clock at night. And she was literally like, I had her in the backpack like carrier and she was just hanging, like <laughs> hanging off to the side, like oh. finally had fallen asleep. But I was like, and then I was worried. I was trying to wake her up, and Ryan was like, "Don't touch her. She's fine." I was like, right. "She won't open her eyes." And he was like, "Because she hasn't slept in like three days. Just leave her alone." I would have mm. lost it. I would have been that crazy lady on the news. I would have. I don't have a lot of patience anyway when I travel, just because yeah. I just don't. And like, I, I probably would have lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I think that's another thing too that we probably could talk about is how to just travel with toddlers in general because mine is. A spirited child. I think we've gone over this numerous times on the podcast. Um, the show. She is one of those that is literally like if you tell her to do something, she's going to look at you and do the complete opposite just to be difficult. Okay. So mine's mine is definitely not somebody that I would be like at this point at least. I would not want to take her <laughs> traveling anywhere. I, right. Yeah, and I always wondered like, would it be any different? I mean, we've actually never been on a plane with her, so I don't know. But we drove cross country a whole lot when she was little. Like you I did. made that drive a lot. Well, we moved from Iowa to North Carolina when she was five weeks old. Or no, yes, five weeks. Five days? Five weeks. Oh my God, y'all. <laughs> this is you and your stupid dates again. You have no I idea. Can't, like my timelines are terrible. Um, five days or five weeks. It's, I'm pretty you? sure it's five weeks. I think. We need to consult... Mr. O'Brien for these things. Yeah. He knows. We need to have him like on phone call where we can just call him. <laughs> what is it like, like on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> yes. Like, phone a friend. Life life. Yeah. Phone a friend. <laughs> we need to phone him and make sure that these dates are accurate because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she, she was teeny tiny. And then um, our house, like a few months later, didn't close in time and deployment came and we had sold our house so I was like a gypsy for a couple of months while our house we were waiting on it so we drove all over the place because we didn't have anywhere to stay so that was exciting also I think that's the toughest part now Lindsay when you guys got there did you have a, a place to stay to live or were you kind of in we limbo did when you they got moved there? us straight into our house that's so good. that was very lucky and then the different thing with the program on we're we're on right now is that they have a welcome box which is so cool it's like three big foot lockers full of dishes and linens and Ooh. a coffee pot and I mean things that you're like why don't we have this where we're you know you get like the lending locker but half that stuff is like 
sometimes be, beat, to, beat to shambles, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's hard to know what's in there depending on um, what post you're at. So that was really lovely. And we did have something called a sponsor here, which sometimes you get moving overseas. Sometimes you don't. Our sponsors here ruled. I mean, they stock, they emailed us before we left and said, Hey, you know, what do you want in your fridge? Wow. And they sponsors went never done that for us before. Cause we get you know, sponsors I too. I, I mean, I've never heard of sponsor. the sponsors. It's just okay. somebody who you are assigned to at the new base that's supposed to like help you out. And, and for us, it's like introduce you to people. But ours have always been just kind of like a single guy and not really somebody that has a spouse or at this point a family, you know? So like, he's like, oh, here's the bar, you know? <laughs> right. No, I feel like, yeah, we really lucked out because they had two kids. So they like lent us toys. I mean, I think we're spoiled. I don't know if we'll get someone that's, that's good awesome. before, but it's also made me be like, how can I pay this forward, forward. and back at some point? Because yeah. this is how it should be. Like, especially yeah. when you're moving overseas, you're, everybody's like, it's a great adventure. It is a great adventure, but living overseas, it's different from traveling overseas mm -hmm, because sure. every day you are in a different culture that is not your own. Yeah. And it's never going to be your own. So, you know, there's days that like I had to go in and like watch Gilmore Girls and eat a cheeseburger because I'm yeah. like, I'm tired of this, you know? And then there's other days that I'm like, look at all the amazing, of course, look at all the amazing things we've done. Look at these experiences we've had. Look right. at like the story of my life at this point is places and people around the world. And that is, I wouldn't trade that, but I would say yeah. you have to go into it knowing like you're not a tourist. You're not a one-time traveler. You are living in it daily. Yeah. I think that would be the hardest, the hardest thing to kind of change that mindset because I, I, there, I, there is a difference. I think the way you travel somewhere, if you're actually like only there for a couple of days or, cause I mean, some of these places you're close enough where you could travel to several different times if you wanted to. It's not like a you know, because it's probably a hop, skip and a jump over to the next country or to the next adventure. You're just, you're right there because of your, your location. Lindsay, right. now you're making me want to go. We're like, hey, What's that? hey babe, let's do, yeah, I want to go overseas now. No, you should. I mean, I feel like just traveling, traveling in itself. I mean, you see all those quotes that are like, you're going to learn the most you do though. I mean, being I went, there's a fascinating article by Maya Angelou and it's called Passports to Understanding. And she, in it, she explains like Americans especially should push to travel because we can go 3000 miles across our country and not have to speak a different language and not have to use another currency. And if that's not your fault, you were born in a place that provides that. However, if you go to a place like Europe, I mean, you're bordering all of these countries that have a different culture. So of course, like, I feel like there's a different curiosity there and maybe a different acceptance and differences because while we are a melting pot, not to get all serious, but because we are a melting pot though, I do feel like if you're rubbing cultures with like every day, you know, you can get on a train and in an hour be in a different country. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That mm -hmm. is just a different, it's cool. a different life. It's a very different way of looking at things. So I feel like we've really tried to, I think you have to look at the time you're there we are currently have only been in this station. We only get 18 months. So we've had to be really strategic about where we're going and when we're going and trying to make it happen. Because obviously like my husband actually has a job to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's not just like, 
be nice on vacation for 18 months. (laughs) I just keep traveling. But I do feel like we've been really wise about our time. And if you have family that will travel to you, that is something we got very lucky with. Both of our parents do travel and come to where we're at. And we utilized them um, this September. He and I went to the Sahara and rode camels and climbed dunes and very like special experience for me because he had spent so much time overseas in Iraq. And I know those are two very different deserts, but at the same time, like he knew how to deal with the climate differently than I did. And he knew to buy us like the headscarves and how to like wrap them and how to like, we had a sandstorm while we were there and he like walked me through what I needed to do. And, but we had his parents come to see us so that we could go on that vacation because our daughter was too young to be out Mm -hmm. there in those conditions. Yeah. So yeah, that sounds a little rough or a little, yeah, that's not a trip. I would have, I would, I would have been worried the whole time, you know, as opposed to just like enjoying it because it was the, maybe the hottest I've ever been in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I slept with an ice water bottle, like in my clothing. Like I, because I was just like, I woke up and was just sweating. Oh, I like to sleep in like an igloo. I don't know about y'all. I like to sleep in an igloo. I like well, it to be really cold. either. But you can go places and be totally comfortable. I mean, from there on, like, we also were in Marrakesh at, like, a super lovely hotel that was had all the amenities, you know? See, so that sounds so cool. We were in Marrakesh in this awesome hotel. I wish that we had the opportunity. My husband's going to retire. He's at, he's at 15 years right now, so we only have five years left. Ooh, and I guess. I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I've been doing uh-huh. this for 11 years. I'm like, let's go. I want to go back home. <laughs> I want to go back home. But um, we pro- we will never, at, as far as I know, have the opportunity to live overseas. So that's amazing, Lindsay, that you've been um, given that opportunity. And you've been living out of the U.S., what did you say, for 10 years almost? That's amazing. Well, I mean, Hawaii is still U.S. We were there, but away, oh, from the conti- yes. away from the continental U.S. So we haven't – I mean, there's ups and downs, right? Like I take everything – we've been given and feel very um, excited about this life. And I feel like we've taken everything we've had and just really made it work. But I mean, there's been also hiccups. Like it, it does take thousands of dollars and hours to get back to our families. So we don't so like yeah. it had been 13 months since I'd seen my parents when they came out here. Um, so there's different things like that. But then in that respect, would I trade where we're at now? no, I wouldn't because I do feel like living overseas and it is an extraordinary adventure and not every day will feel like that extraordinary adventure. We have to work for like months at a time to get to those. But then when we're on them, I feel like we learn so much about ourselves and about our families. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just something different about we drove our car across. We got on it, put it on a ferry in Morocco and drove it up to Spain and like drove our car off a ferry and just like we're driving through Spain, like Don Quixote windmills, you know, with our three-year-old in the back of the car. And this is like the first road trip she's ever been on because she lived in Hawaii her whole life. So to see her like dancing in the streets of Sevilla, like I don't want to act like, oh, it's all a dream, but there are dream moments. You just have to Mm -hmm. make work for them. You do have to be a little uncomfortable. I mean, she still can't bring a stroller to a lot of these European places because the cobblestones it's like just not even it's not worth it really (laughs) so well it's like you can't get your tire and there's like there's Uh not really a sidewalk so she just like rides on my back and I'm still like I still like lug my like 35 pound child like on my back but it's what works for us and we know 
she's been doing it for so long with us too. And we also like, there's no pack and play. I have this little tent called the Kidco tent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pop tent, man. Yeah. She sleeps in that and she does yeah. so great. We have a sound machine that we have all the adapters. Like we have every adapter. Like we have the European plug adapter for it. We have like the Asian adapter. Like we have all the adapters for that thing because she's been sleeping to it. So that way, whenever we change hotels or Airbnbs or locations, at least the sound the environment machine is the same. Is the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, we do that too. As long yeah. as the environment is the same, I think that they sleep really well. I'm kind of like that too. Right. And I think just knowing like what's in your budget and what is the best, um, best use of, best use of your time. We don't do all the museums and stuff anymore because we have a kid and unless it's a kid's museum, like she's not super interested in being in the Sistine Chapel. She would Uh, rather be like, we just went, we went to Italy last year around this time and but we spent most of our time in like Borghese Park, which is like the central park of Italy, yep. which I never would have gone to. Right. If it weren't for I, her. <laughs> but I had a marvelous right. time and like chuckled riding the motorized bike cart around and like just thing. Our travels are definitely different, but they're still very um, exciting. And yeah. 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 It all sounds amazing. Yeah. Totally. I'm super jealous. Super. Well, even if you guys don't get stationed over there. I know. I don't know anything about Mac flights. That should be another well, podcast. You guys ask. Yeah, I don't know anything be. about I mean, that. I don't really know either. I know a lot of people who have utilized them, but right. uh, because of my work schedule, because I do work full time, I don't really have the flexibility to just pop right. off whenever I have no. to. And, and with Mac flights, you have to be flexible. So right. and if you've never traveled, I would say outside the U.S., you can also start in places that maybe have a similar culture to the U.S., just to yeah. get your feet wet, you know, like our first country together ever was Australia. Oh, and, I'd love to go to Australia. Right. It speak, they speak English, you know, food beverage is very similar. Culture is similar. So you're getting away, you're seeing amazing things, but it's not, um, I mean, cause being That's in a foreign place with a foreign language is hard. You don't know anything, mm-hmm. but it does give you a lot of empathy when you meet another person that can't speak English as well or whatever, you're like, I was that person that I don't know how, like we were just in Lisbon and all, the only thing I learned how to say was obrigada, which is thank you. That's it. <laughs> it's all the Portuguese I have mastered. <laughs> have you Period. seen that? Go- and we only have a couple minutes left, but have you seen that Google translate? Um, I don't oh, yeah. I think it's a tool where you just say it and then it repeats it back in their language. Yes, and but you have to have data in the country. So you've got, when you show up, you have to buy a data card for your phone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess but you can do easily it. now, you know, yeah. and then you'd have the tool to be able to get online and, you know, find cool. out what you need to find out. Mm-hmm. Well, Lindsay, I have learned a lot just from listening you to you t- today and I have no some kidding. serious, like jealousy going on here with all of your adventures <laughs> envy and you have a well-behaved child and you have a well-behaved child on top of it I'm oh like, gosh oh but if we have God. a second one it's going to be like the spawn of you know well, that's why we not, are not that's, having that's exactly why we're one and done me both leslie and me both <laughs> one and done sister yeah so anyway well thank you so much for joining us on mill spouse coffee house today we um hope you have a couple more adventures before you head back to the u.s right Uh, definitely and i have so much to do in the u.s i mean we're that family that's like let's when he retires let's get that rv i want an rv too 
Let's actually see the United States because I've seen hardly any of it. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> right. true. You've seen the rest of the world. You need to yeah. see the U.S. I've not seen my own country like at all besides airports. That's not super interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lindsay. It was awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate being on here and happy travels. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Mill Spouse Coffee House was brought to you by... Lindsay from upliftinganchor.com. At Uplifting Anchor, mothers and military spouses will find encouragement because we can be really honest and find real positives, cultivate a grateful heart, be both overtired and overjoyed, love moving and growing roots, get out of our spouse denial, build our dreams, and find strength in our challenges. And that's what you'll find at Uplifting Anchor, stories that celebrate life's little moments. A breath of encouragement gives us strength to move forward and sharing our journey helps hope rise. Find Uplifting Anchor on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at upliftinganchor.com. That's it, y'all. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had a great time today and we'll hope you'll join us next time. Have a great day.